Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Kevin Ireland with Battle Tested. And if you want to be empowered to chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact, then listen to The Qualified with my friend, Brian Huff. This is The Qualified. The Qualified. The Qualified. El Calificado. The Qualified with Brian Huff. Hey, what's going on, Qualified family? Hope you're having an amazing day as always, and welcome back to The Qualified, where we showcase God's goodness with the ultimate goal being to empower you to chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. You guys, my name is Ryan Huff. I'm your host. Thank you so very much for listening. And I hope that something today empowers you and uplifts you guys to live the qualified life. Because y'all, this is what this podcast is all about. Um, I believe that we are all qualified to make a difference with this beautiful gift of life that we've been given. However, just because we have potential doesn't mean that we don't have to put in the work to make that difference into reality, right? So that's why in this show, we're going to discuss, discuss, we're going to discuss a lot of different topics with ultimately my, my hope and my mission being to empower you to hopefully it challenges you to start living the life that you're qualified to live uh, because you're qualified for more. So you should never settle for less. You guys, so let's rock and roll. Y'all, before we get into this show, just want to remind you guys, this podcast is absolutely free. Um, so we don't run ads in the show. You're not going to hear some random message about a product you probably are not going to use. So since we don't run ads, what I do, what I only thing I ask is that if I do a good job, my guest does a great job. If we do a great job as a whole, that you share out the show. All right. If it adds value to your day, if it makes you smile, makes you laugh. If it challenges you, makes you think differently, anything like that, share it out. All right. And if you, if you think the show sucks, then, then don't share it out too. It's, it's a value added proposition. So if we do a great job, share it out. If we don't do a great job, then don't share it out as well. So, but if you do enjoy it, please share it out and leave us a five-star review as well on whatever platform you're listening to. So before I intro the guest, we're going to start off with a quick word of prayer and then uh, we're going to get this going. So Father God, thank you so much for this amazing day. Lord, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to sit down with my great friend, Kevin, here. And Lord, for us to just have a great conversation together. Lord, I pray that not our will, but yours will be done through this conversation. I pray that, um, I pray Exodus 40, um, 412 over us, Father, that you would speak in and through us, Lord, that you would give us the right words to say, and that it would be exactly what this person on the other side of our voice needs to hear, Father. And ultimately, I pray that, um, that, the, that ultimately this conversation would empower them to chase their potential and live a life that does make a positive impact and ultimately live in the life that you've qualified us to live. In your powerful name, I pray. Amen. All right, bro. Amen. So, um, dude. Thanks for coming on the show today, man. I'm super excited to have you. Y'all, we have my uh, great friend, Mr. Kevin Ireland, the founder of Battle Tested, with us today on the podcast. Thanks for coming on the show, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. This is an awesome uh, experience. I know we've been talking about this for a little while, so I'm glad to get in here and, and get it going. Absolutely, dude. Well, thanks for coming on the show, bro. I'm grateful to uh, to share your story and just have a great conversation and, and go from there. So, it's uh, it's gonna be great, but dude, this you know, kind of just give us some background about yourself. Kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're um, you're a Texas native, is that right? Yeah, I mean, I moved to Texas in the fourth grade, and so at this point, I, I consider myself to be pretty Texan. You know, I've got the boots and the hat, and uh, you know, uh, pretty acquainted with with the area at this point. But uh, but yeah, I mean, before that, we moved around. My family was in the military. Uh, Dad was in the military, so. Kind of lived on every coast before 
my dad finally retired and then we moved out here to Texas and been okay. here ever since. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Kev- Kevin and I actually met through, um, uh, through this group in Frisco, Texas out of Elevate Life Church called Mighty Men. And, um, I think I told you this recently, we went out to breakfast. Like you honestly annoyed me the first time that I remember met you and such. I'm like, this guy's a, just, just a real piece of work and such. But then ultimately ended up just growing into a friendship and such. Now you're, I consider you one of my good friends and such today. So it's kind of funny how life ends up working, man. But yeah, yeah. Likewise, not the, you annoyed me part, right? but I, <laughs> I totally appreciate, and, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I probably have that effect on people sometimes. And I'm, that, I'm sure I do sometimes too. That's, so that's okay, good. you know, and I just appreciate the honesty and the authentic friendship that we've been able to develop. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, dude, um, one of the things that I think is uh, is, is really cool is like um, the company that you're into right now, but also like, the, like your story of the things that you've walked through in your life and such. So kind of just walk us through like young Kevin, how you grew up, like what you, I didn't know you had actually traveled. I thought you, for whatever reason, I thought you were a Texas native, um, but like you've actually traveled around some, a lot, but like tell, kind of to walk us through like, you know, childhood growing up and then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, man, it's like when you're, uh, when you're in your thirties, like me and somebody says, walk me through your life, you're like, Oh, you know, how much, how much time you got, buddy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, can we just start from like, you know, last year, let's start at the pandemic. No, I'm just kidding. Sure. Um, so yeah, absolutely. So, um, I think anybody who grew up in a military family can somewhat relate. Um, it's difficult. The families are pretty far spread apart. A lot of times, um, my dad was in the Navy. He was on uh, nuclear class style submarines. And so oh, really? he was, yeah. So he was uh, always away at, at sea. And um, a majority of that time I was really more, uh, more or less raised by my mother. Okay. Um, and so we basically, you know, I was born in California. Of course, don't remember being born. Uh, I don't know many people that do, but... <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I'm sure. It was a wild ride. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey. Uh, and, uh, so born in California, San Diego, uh, we moved all over. So I've lived in, uh, Washington state. We lived in Hawaii for a while. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So, um, Do, going to any luau's or put on a hula? Plenty of luau's, plenty go. of roasted pigs, there you, and, go. Uh, you know, the grass skirts, all of it, all, sure. you know, everything you see on TV, um, got to live and experience that. Um, and yeah, so then uh, when, like I said, when my father retired, we moved to Azle, Texas. Um, if you haven't been there, um, you haven't missed much. Yeah, no. <laughs> small town USA. Yeah, but it's you know it's it's where I'm from, and so um, mom actually still lives out there to this day, and uh, and yeah, so um, grew up in Azle, Texas. Went to high school there, and uh, yeah, that's. Uh, you know, a whole a whole lot of things, I guess, uh, started right. to to occur. I think that that affected my life, and that kind of brings me, I guess, to my my testimony or my story, yeah. if you will. We'll talk about that, man. What, what's your testimony? What's your story? Yeah, um, absolutely. So I, I think you know one of the biggest things is you know because what is it they say like hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? And so looking back on my life, it's especially like where I am now and knowing guys like you, um, it's like, I'm, I'm easily able to see, okay, like how, how did this story develop if you will? And so, but basically I think, you know, the longing for acceptance of the always moving around when I was, uh, 
very young um, to the, the time that my family and I did arrive in Texas. You know, I just, just like any kid, right? I just wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be loved and liked by, by my peers. Right. And, um, and, and I think that that led me to um, not really knowing my purpose, but just kind of chasing after really just, just whatever, you know what I mean? I, my friend group was very spread out and the people I hung out with early on were, you know, I'm just going to be honest, you know, they were the potheads, they were the, you know, the troublemakers. It was like, sure. but they accepted me and I didn't have to do much for that acceptance. And so for that reason, you know, that, that was my, my crew, if you will. And, um, so I, I, you know, I was hanging out with, um, with those types of crowds and I think, you know, every good story starts, starts with a girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, um, I met this girl and, uh, her name was, uh, her name was Michelle, but everyone called her Missy. And I think she was the first, first person that actually believed in me, yeah. if you will, um, that it was, she was just very vocal about it. You know, she thought I was destined to do some great things and she could see a lot of potential in me. Did your parents not say that to you growing up a lot? No, but everybody's parents say that, you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. The first first person outside of your parents more so. Right. Like your mother's always going to tell you that you're, you know, you're handsome. Well, I mean, not necessarily. (laughs) I mean, yeah, sure. Some people Um, that have, you know, terrible moms and such. So that's fair, but no, you're absolutely right. No, I think it was just, you know, she was this beautiful girl that I was attracted to. And, um, and that, that was something that really stuck out to me, right. you know, had a huge crush on her. And we actually ended up, we started dating and, um, amazing girl. It just, you know, through and through, she was wise beyond her years. And, um, unfortunately, uh, she ended up passing away in a car accident in October of, 2004 uh, while we were dating and uh, And how old were you at this time I was probably like 15 or 16 years old somewhere around there I I don't know the exact sure yeah how did you deal with that man I mean that's 15 16 you're you know you find this girl that like you said the first person outside of your parents you know that's speaking it speaking life into you sounds like and then she ends up you know getting in a fatal car accident How'd yeah, you deal with that? I mean, there's just, there's no way to get around it. I mean, that was, that was tough. Yeah. And, um, that really, I mean, you know, I was just a kid at that point, you know, and you know, I was a pallbearer at her, at her funeral and, hmm. um, and it's like, even now that it's been as many years as it has, it's still, it cuts, you know, just the idea that, and again, like, I don't know that we would have stayed together or, you know, I mean, that was, that was high school, but, um, but yeah, I mean, for me, that definitely, uh, left me in a very vulnerable place, a very, um, I I remember even my parents just not even really knowing what, what to say to me. Like, what do you say to your son? It's like, Hey son, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. 
sorry your girlfriend died, you know, but we've got to, <laughs> we've got to get back to the studying. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. The, <laughs> I need, I need, you know, sorry about that, but you know, I need you to mow the lawn. Yeah, you know? yeah, I still need you to do the rest of your life. You yeah, know, the, yeah. it doesn't end here. There'll be more girls. You know what? I mean, they just didn't. But that's a valid point, though. I mean, I didn't think about it from the, that perspective. You can't just be so callous about. Well, hey, who's to say y'all would have worked out in the first place? But at the same time, this is at the time a girl that you really liked. And then you had to deal with that tragedy and such. That's, that's tough, man. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, um, so how did you move on from that? I mean, I guess it took a lot of time. I remember you talking about, you know, people would, you know, you tried not to play the victim in that or something like that. I forget. I feel like we had talked about that briefly before. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, I mean, I think it's safe to say I didn't handle that very well that time in my life. Um, I think, it's, it's funny you say not to play the victim because at this time I think I chose to play the victim really? uh, if I'm being honest. I, I think that before I told you I was kind of hanging with some guys that weren't making the best decisions, but I was always, I always considered myself more of an observer before then. It's like, Hey, they're doing it, but from afar, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just hanging out. You know, I'm just their buddy. And, um, I think after the accident, I started, you know, really just doing a lot of things that I wasn't doing before. Um, I started experimenting a lot more with drugs, smoking weed, partying, hanging out at all hours of the night. Um, you name it, man. I mean, it was just for me, it was, um, you know, I heard I heard a guy that uh, we actually connected with battle tested recently. He said it really well. Um, and you know, I'm not going to get into his story right now, but it's really powerful and maybe we can get into it later. But basically he said, you know, I didn't want to live and I didn't want to die either. Hmm. And I think that that's so relatable because you know, you've got your life ahead of you. You're not suicidal, but inside you feel dead, right? you know? And so how do you, how do you cope with that? Right. By just doing anything and everything that keeps your mind off of it. Mm. And I think for me, that was the partying, right? right? And kind of developing this identity of a guy who just doesn't care and is down for whatever. And yeah, so um, that was tough. And, and And I think I stayed in that for a long time. A little bit longer than um, than I even know sometimes, if that makes sense. Right. Because it's like, well, you know, it's like we live in Texas and everybody here drinks beer and hangs out and goes to concerts and just likes to have a good time. I think we can agree, like, Texas is a, is a good time culture. And so I just kept doing that. I just kept going to parties and I... Um, I'm trying to, you know, I, I didn't really think I was a bad person. Right. Um, but it's interesting because I think, what does it, like, what does that mean? Right. Like, what does it mean? Like when, when you think about like, I'm not a bad person. Like, does that mean you, like you never killed anybody? Well, that's you know? all relative. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's pretty relative, especially as, you know, kind of how you and you and I know each other through Jesus Christ and what that means to to take that walk. And so, um, if, you know, when I say like, was I a good person? Probably not. Right. You know, 
if well, I'm being I mean, honest. compared to yeah, if you compared to what, right? I mean, if right. you compare yourself to other people, then maybe, but it's you know, it's all all relative to who you compare yourself to, I suppose. Yeah. What's your standard of good? But so. I mean, like I I think if you're living very selfishly, and everything is about you and the next good time you're going to have and you know you're you're not really living for anyone you're you're not you know serving your community like you know i don't want to say that you know just come out and say you're a bad person but i think if you're held to your own standard then i would say that you know i i'm not really proud of living that way yeah did you, you had a uh, a run in with the law at one point too right like the video you posted, there was a, a mugshot in there. Am I, am I talking right or what? Yeah, you're absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's some other guy, man. I don't right, know what you're talking right. about. Man. I remember yeah, you yeah. had posted this video about talking about your testimony and such, and you were talking about you know like whenever you did cocaine, and then you, like you got locked up and such. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, this is the same guy and such. But like, how, how did that? Was was that kind of a result of do, dealing with that loss, or what was well, that? Well, how how long is this podcast? Hey, how long we do time, we have? Bro. We yeah. got time for sure. Um, okay, so I had multiple run-ins with the law. Um, I, I was just I was angry. I was an angry kid. I was angry about you know the accident, what happened with Missy. Um, fast forwarding, I mean, it's like. <laughs> um, I think most of the trouble I was in was just like pretty minor, uh, angry teenager stuff when I was younger. Sure. Um, fast forward to 2013 and, uh, basically end up losing my dad to a car accident. Wow. And I was in college at the time and honestly, man, I mean, it's almost like, and, and don't get me wrong, like the first, you know, when I lost Missy, like that was really hard, but like losing my dad was like. Doesn't it, compare, yeah. It, it was like, it was like, you know, awaking from a bad dream and still being in that, in that dream. Right. You know, and uh, to me it was like, okay, all bets are off, you know. It's like I spent X amount of years of my life getting over this, this thing that happened and then finally feeling where, you know, I'm some type of normal again. And then, um, yeah, man, I just, I lost myself in that time, you know, the drugs, the alcohol, I, I didn't even know who I was. I mean, without getting into details, it's like, you know, altercations, um, you know, I was very self-destructive. Um, in what ways? I just, I just mean like I was doing things that like the, the, the level of the drinking and the level of, you know, what I would take and ingest into my body. It was like, if this kills me, like I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to actively like, you know, take my life, you know, not to be graphic, but like with a gun or take, take out my wrist or anything like that. But, but if I, if, you know, but if I'm going hard and something happens to me like that's okay because i've i've felt under attack my whole life and this is yeah. this is no different and uh yeah i mean i'm not gonna get into like the exact uh charges and but you know there's altercations with the law there was there was times when i was looking at serious time in in prison really <laughs> i mean absolutely um 
I mean, <laughs> dang, man. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I, I could have gone down that same path as well. Like, I, if, had it not have been for Christ, like, I think I may have may not have told you this as well. Like, I was really good at shoplifting, and I actually gotten caught once. Um, I got really greedy, and um, I got caught. And I asked this the girl that stopped me at the door. I was actually shoplifting from that store, Spencer's in the mall. You ever been there before? Oh yeah. Yeah, and um, I was stealing a couple band T-shirts and whatnot. And uh, this lady stopped me at the door. She goes, hey, I saw you put those shirts in your bag and whatnot. And so I, I offered her like $300 because I had like that much money in my pocket. I offered her that much and she wouldn't let me go and such. But after that thing, and I you know, served my community service and you know, I was a teenager, so I was only teen court. Um, but after that, I got better at it. And I realized, I'm like, hey, I, I reasoned instead of realizing that, you know, hey, it's something that you shouldn't do. I just was like, all right, you know, I only got caught because I got greedy, so I got better at it, and I ended up turning it into a business. I would steal shirts brand new from Dillard's and then sell them online, and you know, just turn it that. So had it not been for God, I, I probably would have been around the same the same line as you, bro. So, cheers. Well, you know, I admire your entrepreneurial uh, right. spirit, <laughs> Ryan, but maybe not just the way you were going about it hey, at the time. It was it was a it was a tax free business, man. <laughs> all profit, yeah. <laughs> You got that you got that five finger uh yeah. discount, huh? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and thanks for sharing that with me. And I mean, um yeah, I mean that's um the the law stuff for me, it was like I, I think it just kinda goes back to I didn't care what happened to me. There there was one particular time where I was out on the uh the San Marcos River uh, with my fraternity at the time and um basically was just belligerent and the police showed up and I did not handle that arrest well. Really? Um, and you know, they, they ended up, you know, getting me with, you know, a few different charges relating to the way, the way I handled that arrest and, and, uh, like resisting arrest and all that resisting. And, um, I, at one time, like I, I spit at the ground. I remember spitting at the ground and the officer said, I, I spit at his direction and no disrespect to any of the officers or their families. I mean, they, I know they have a really hard job and I have so much respect for law enforcement and law enforcement now more so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I just, it wasn't just law enforcement. I had disregard for at the time. I yeah. think it was just any authority, any authority life in general. in general. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and so, yeah, so, I mean, that was, that was interesting. I mean, I was at Texas State University. I was getting through college. Um, you know, they had, you know, basically I was, I was dealing with the, the court system the entire time. So I'd go, like, you know, take an exam right to the courthouse, you know, right, right after that. Really? So, um, but, you know, they're, 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 by the grace of God, I mean, honestly, in that time, I remember they put a, an ankle monitor uh, which was called like a scram unit. And this thing would detect like alcohol through your sweat glands. So if I was <laughs> really, yeah. So they, they really know how to be a killjoy when right. it comes to <laughs> what a buzzkill to yeah. college, you know, and the, yeah. the uh, run of the mill college experience at that point. Yep. But, but what it did is it forced me to, to stay focused on my studies yeah. and, uh, so giving you some clarity. Sounds like, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, some some girls like the bad guy look, too, so the, the, the monitor. Um, really? <laughs> no. did, that actually, did that actually help you, like, you know, get women? I'm not going to say it did or it didn't. Right. Just, <laughs> well, let's just say it didn't hurt, you know. It didn't, that it, it didn't hurt your chances. That area very yeah. much. 
Yeah, that's funny. Um, not exactly attracting the best kind of girls in that regard, but you know, hey. Yeah, but but looking back on it, like I do think it was like it was a God thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Because had I kept drinking and had I kept doing some of the things I was doing, uh, who knows if I'd even be here today? Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. And so, yeah. Um, that's but, wild, man. I mean, I'm grateful. First of all, I'm grateful to hear that. You know. You're, you're, you know, you've basically turned key since that time and that you're not, you know, sitting in, you know, some prison somewhere. I mean, that's by the grace of God for that, man. So that's awesome. But hey, I, I didn't realize all the rest of that stuff. So thank you for sharing that, bro. Thank yeah. you for being transparent in that, in that regard. Absolutely. I, I thought we had talked about all that, but maybe... You know, maybe not. Well, it's not something you usually lead with whenever you're just developing a friendship and say, hey, by the way, I'm going to sit serious time in prison. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. But but so, so you're, so you're, um, so the girlfriend passes away and then your father passes away and such. But like, I I mean, how did you, obviously you're sitting here collected, you know, you're level headed today and such, but like, how did, how did you basically get out of that darkness as you were walking through all those years, bro? Like, how are you sitting here today? And like, what was your, what was that journey like? Well, I think I, I think I said earlier, like every great story starts with a girl, you know? So <laughs> there was, is there um, another one? In that? There was a, <laughs> it's, it was a girl, um, okay. that, uh, basically, you know, just this girl I used to date and, you know, she pretty much put it out there and said, Hey, like, I like you, but, you know, if, if we're going to be a thing, like you're going to church, like we're going to go to church together and, um, actually started attending uh, watermark church, um, in Dallas, big, big church, still around a lot of programs, a lot of resources. And, you know, though that, you know, I didn't end up staying at that church. That was, that was the catalyst to my faith. Um, I actually went to another, a a different church. And then the pastor of that church said the same thing is, man, you know, he was like, I can see that God's working in you. And, uh, and that, that relationship, that was just the catalyst to your faith. And of course, you know, at the time I was like, Oh, you know, what am I going to do without this relationship? And what was me? And, and, uh, but now looking back, like I'm so thankful for, uh, for that, because, you know, that was the time that was when COVID happened, right. you know, so I was dating this girl and the pandemic happened. And I think sometimes we talk about it, but we often forget how impactful that was for so many people. I mean, yeah. things were literally just shutting down. Ma- people were wearing masks, like people were losing their jobs left and right. Like it was like, I think if you're somebody who suffers from anxiety, like this was the catalyst of like anxiety. Pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, at the time it's like, so this girl and I, we, you know, we, the relationship didn't work out. We were going through the breakup and this is around, right around the time that the interest rates, uh, for the housing fell. Do you, you remember that? Uh, kind of big, vaguely and such. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. So I pretty much, uh, decided I was going to buy a house in this time because the interest rates were so low and moved out to Aubrey, Texas. Yeah. 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 So it's over by Denton, right? Pretty close to Denton. Yeah. yeah. Nice area out there. Probably like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, from Denton. And so moved out there and, was just basically like asking people like, Hey, like, 
what's a ch- what's a good church to go to around here um and actually a good good friend of mine today this, this is so funny how you know what i believe like how god works because this guy was actually this guy knocked on my door to sell me pest control okay <laughs> and uh cool guy awesome guy his name's daniel you know um he's just a sales guy he's always had different sales jobs so he just happened to be selling pest control at the time and i started talking to him and you know every this is when everything shut down so like when you see human life you're just like oh hey hello how how have you been you know <laughs> how do you do yeah, yeah this this guy's just like super personal you know personable and he's he's like just really easy to talk to so i was like hey man like you seem like somebody I'd hang out with, like, tell me, tell me about this area. And so he's like, well, my family and I, we go to gateway and it's a great church, but from talking to you, I think you need to go to elevate life. Really? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean, man? Like you go to you and your family go to gateway, but you're sending me to this, this other church. Yeah. Um, and from there, you know, that's when I, I, um, I looked it up online and that's when I found uh, pastor Keith Kraft and was just blown away um, by his messages. And I started going to Elevate Life and embracing that culture. And uh, yeah, man, there's just been a lot that's happened. I mean, you talked about Mighty Men earlier. We, um, that's how you and I met through Mighty Men. Um, I've met a lot of other Mighty Men through there. And um, anybody who's listening, if, if you're, curious of checking that out like i'm not i'm not trying to do a plug right now but yeah this was life-changing for me and um every saturday at seven o'clock a.m not p.m so if you show up at p.m no no one will be there yeah no (laughs) one will be there but um 7 a.m a bunch of guys great guys it's led by uh, a navy seal keith craft will you know show up there sometimes uh, josh craft and it's just some really great guys and it it changed my life uh yeah garrett totally the leader there is great yeah yeah garrett's amazing former navy seal uh rock kazakh you know if you don't know what that is we, <laughs> uh, it's basically a, a hebrew war cry that we all say but you know i i just like to describe it to people it's a place where men can be men in a society that somewhat seems to suppress masculinity yeah yeah no 100 percent. it's a great it's great what is it they call it a uh um, you know cultivator of greatness or something like that i forget what the word they use but uh what, what's it called incubator, incubator. there we go incubator, incubator of greatness. greatness that's it yeah yeah there's a lot a lot of, a lot of great people there for sure i agree that's cool so that's basically how you got involved with you know basically so you got so you got introduced to you know to christianity how do you were you a christian before that time or was it kind of just was it just kind of something that you didn't really you heard of, but didn't really have any interest in, or, or what? Before you know, coming to Watermark and then getting involved and whatnot. Oh no, I was full blown atheist before. Were you really? Oh yeah, I mean, I was. Christians were like would just anger me the most. You really? Know? It's but well. It's, I mean, and there, there's reasons for that, you know. I'm well, not, let's talk about it. So why, why were you an atheist? What what made you, because uh, I, I get the whole, you know, Christians sometimes making you angry kind of a thing sometimes, but that's obviously they're not a full representation of, of God and everything, but I get that. But what, what, why were you, why were you an atheist? Well, I think it's a great question. And I think the the thing is that Missy, you know, going all the way back to, you know, my girlfriend that, 
you know, passed away. It's, you know, she was very much uh, about her faith and she was, you know, constantly listening to Christian music and, and trying to get me introduced to that. And I was in a place where, you know, I was still listening to like Limp Biscuit and Lincoln Park. Ladies and, so, and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah ex- exactly. So, um, and, you know, and I think there was a little bit, I, I think I was, I was, I was angry, you know, I was, I, I rejected that. What were um, you angry at? I mean, were you angry just oh, because you lost her and then she had her faith and such, and then this bad thing happened to her? Is that right? Or Yeah, I think so. I, I think I really just had a hard time understanding and, you know, why God would take someone so young and, and with so much potential. And, and I didn't understand at that time that God's not the author of these tragedies, right? you know, but, but he certainly will use them, you know? Um, and I think the deeper you go in your faith, you'll start to understand that, um, you know, what that, what that means. But I, I just, I didn't, you know, and, uh, and so I, I just kind of started picking it apart. You know, I would go through, I was that guy. Like I was the guy that would like go through the Bible and be like, well, these timelines don't add up. And this, you know, this is just, you know, whatever they're feeding you this. And, and, uh, and I was basically going in trying to figure out like every reason why I shouldn't believe that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. and I just think, you know, looking back, like it was just, it was just from that anger, you know, it was from holding on to, you know, why, why couldn't it have been me type mentality? You know, that would have made more sense instead of taking some, you know, innocent girl, uh, who just wanted to live her life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. That's cool. So at, at what point were you like, all right, you know, God is that God is real. And like this whole thing, you know, maybe I've been wrong in, in my, in what I thought to be, to be truthful and such. At what point did you have that kind of shift in your thinking? I got to take a minute because it's such a, a profound, because the honest answer is it it started out with being more one foot in one foot out really with with faith i mean it was like it was kind of funny because i say funny but it was like i started to realize huh like when i live and i do life this way there's certain blessings that come from that and do life this way in, in what way what what specifically just when I live a more disciplined life, you know, yeah. when I, when I lead myself well. And I think that, I mean, that message goes back to mighty men. Yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, first of all, I want everyone to know and love Jesus Christ and to have, right. have that. But even if you're not, I mean, if you just start with the disciplines, if you start with, Hey, okay. On paper, I'm doing all these things and, and none of this stuff's working. Right. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll try this for a while. Right. It's like, you know, the Bible talks about how, you know, you know, somebody by, by the fruit, right. By the fruit that they bear. And, right. and I'm looking at guys like Garrett, uncle Bach, Navy seal. And I'm like, I respect this guy so much. I think he's so cool. Like, and for me, it's like, okay, well, if you just start there, you know, and, and if anybody's listening and they, and they're having, uh, you know, trouble understanding the Bible and you didn't grow up around that, like, I just want to say like, that's okay. Right. You know, that's okay because, um, it, it's, 
there's a lot of things like if, if we're being honest that you're not going to understand it at first, but I think you can just start by what's applicable. Right. And I just, I just decided, you know, to go all in, man, I was just, you know, this is when I started running like miles on top of miles and just getting in the best shape of my life. I think that, you know, fitness and faith, I mean, I'm sure you would agree with this. I just, I feel like they go hand in hand. Yeah. No, hundred percent. A lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of basically similar, um, a lot of similarities in your faith, but also in basically a lot of, a lot of similarities that can be that, that transcend just fitness. It just, that go to life in general. Absolutely. You know? No, you're 100%. I mean, spot on. I think like sometimes what I think about is like, what would this body look like if I had never even tried to steward it well? Yeah. And I think about like your life is, is a lot like that. It's like, well, if you just, feed your life garbage, yeah. you know, what's the result? And so like your, you know, the That's body. Point, and yeah. So, I, you know, running that comparison, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I started there. I started just, I'm going to do this whether or not I understand it. And the Bible talks about that as well. Like, you know, don't, don't do things based on your, your own understanding. I mean, you probably know the exact scripture yeah but maybe i have to, I have to think about Not it a little to put bit more you on yeah. the spot or anything but um you know seek seek first the kingdom of god oh yeah and, matthew six thirty three for sure seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things to be added to you for sure yeah. yeah so uh so i did that and while being an atheist you kind of opened yourself up to be like you know what let's give this what, what bit you just you kind of have a mindset of like what do i have to lose kind of a thing or what were you thinking well i think yeah, I mean, and I also think it was like it—it it was sort of undeniable all the blessings that God had blessed me with. You know, the fact that I wasn't in prison, the fact that um, these things had happened in my life. But I've had so many opportunities. I've been positioned to help so many other people through that because of what you've walked through and be able to be a blessing or a testimony in their life. Kind because of, of what I've walked through, and then also, um, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't if I didn't mention like how much I was carrying that I was finally able to turn over to Jesus, mm. you know, like that, that, you know, there's certain things that we're not supposed to carry, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, it's so heavy. And, you know, I took the, um, there's a, a, a brilliant, amazing class called freedom that's offered through elevate life oh, yeah. church. Yeah. And I, you know, I recommend anybody, to take that, um, I, I can't imagine any situation or season you'd be in that it wouldn't be beneficial, but, but it teaches you that it teaches you the spiritual side of like, as you go through life, you know, it's, it's like you develop scar tissue and like over all these things that you go through. I mean, everything from the little breakups that you go through to, you know, the person that bullied you back in high school, whatever it is. And, um, and you carry that, but, but you, but you kind of just like scar tissue develops and then you just kind of keep going. Right. And the beautiful thing about loving Jesus Christ and having that relationship with Jesus is Jesus says like, I want you to give that to me. Hmm. I want that. I don't want you to carry that. That's not, that's not your cross to bear. Yeah. Amen. Oh, curious question is playing devil's advocate. I agree with that. It's like God doesn't want us to just walk through life by ourselves. And that's why also why it says 
in like first Peter, I think it's first Peter five talks about cast your cares on the Lord. There's even a, a translation. I think it's a passing translation that says cast your cares on the Lord and leave them at the foot of his, at the foot of his throne. And like basically just and, and, and walk away from it because it's like, he cares for you. So cast your cares on him and like, let him bear the burden of that. But I was just going to play devil's advocate for a second and just ask you the question, like, as you mentioned, you know, you're going through the difficult times and such and on the, and then towards the end of that, you kind of like, well, Hey, you know what? I can't deny the fact that, you know, I see Providence and, you know, I should be in prison now, but I'm not, I see Providence and I should be still addicted to drugs, but I'm not and such. What would you say to someone who's listening right now? Like, bro, you're just using Christianity as a crutch. It's like, you know, like God, I mean, yeah, I could see, but you know, I could see, you know, the things that you're saying, like, well, you're not in you know, prison, but you should be and such. It's like, well, you know what? That, that's just luck, bro. It's like luck that you made a, made this different choice, luck that you didn't do that or whatever. It's like, that doesn't prove the existence of God. That doesn't prove that God's real. Like, I mean, what would you say to that, given that your experience is what it is? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's a great question because it's, I think like when I was talking about being an atheist before, like that's exactly the way I used to think when people would say, be like, yeah, like you could call that a blessing from God or you could call that just like genuine hard work that got you to where you are. Right. And so, um, my answer is like, I've, I have felt God, like I have called out to him and I have, I have felt him and then he has revealed himself through the relationships and the alignments in my life, the people that he's, guided me to it's undeniable mm. like the um and it's not just like from one christian to another because i've met a lot of crap christians too you know what i mean but it's yeah. like truly spirit-led relationships where i'm just getting getting closer and closer to my purpose yeah and you know you can believe what you want but when you run all the numbers or what are what are the odds of you know, you're an organism on this earth. You want to take that science route, but it's like, but the relationships are just undeniable. Yeah. I think I heard a, uh, a Christian apologist one time say, is it the absence of evidence for God or is it the suppression of it? Basically, because if, if you look at the, there's a great book I haven't read, but there's, I, I watched the, the documentary of it. It's called the case for a creator. And it's, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating movie. It's on, um, you can find it on, uh, Oh gosh, pure flicks, but I'm sure you could rent it on prime or whatever have you, but it just goes into like the science of the, of a case for creator, the science of like how the universe is so fine tuned, the science of how our bodies are so fine tuned, the science of all of it. It's, it's very interesting. It points to a creator, like, you know, as, as the, uh, what is it? The Bible talks about the heavens are roaring the praise of your glory, right? The heavens, all, all heaven points to a creator, even from, as, as I think it says in Romans, it's like, um, you know, from the beginning of time, God's invisible attributes have been clearly seen, you know? And so like, it, it's, it, everything points to the fact that God is real. It's like, do you want to allow that in your own life? And I think, I think a lot of people struggle with that because not because of, the fact that there's not evidence for it, I think it also, I think it's more of like what that evidence then entails, because if God is real and you know, then Jesus is real. Well then heaven is real and hell is also real. And what the, what that then entails for the way I'm living my life. Because if, if God is real, which he is, then there's also consequences and there's also things that I need to be living my life in certain one way or another. And I feel like a lot of people don't want to deal with that reality 
so it's easier to say, well, God's not real. And like you said, you're talking about whenever you were an atheist, like, well, yeah, that's just an, a convenient way to say like, well, you just worked your way out of it or whatever. I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, have a faith to, you know, to, you know, justify what good happened in my life more so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. And, and, um, you know, one thing I've noticed is when I started tiptoeing into like the realms of Christianity, you know, there was a lot of people around me that were just highly supportive and they're like i think that's you know i think that's great that you want to have some faith in your life and and uh you know the more i grew in my faith like some of these people started peeling off man you know they're like some of the some like uh, people that were like atheists as well or no or i mean it, or just some of them friends. were catholic or yeah. you know what whatever it was but i think it was more about the fact of like when you start to really take it seriously and you you start to kind of threaten the people around you a little bit and and uh they don't want to take that responsibility, you know, yeah. like the last thing they want is to just, you know, be held accountable. I think that's the word, right? To be yeah. accountable for some of these things that we do. And yeah, we touched on it a little bit earlier. It's, it's like, you know, I, I always hear people that aren't believers and I'm not just, you know, I, I love all people, you know, and we, we all so, do so what we're called to do, bro. Right. We're, <laughs> we're called to do as, as, as Christians, but, 100%. Um, um, yeah, like, but I, I think what I was saying is like when people are unbelievers, you know, that you always hear them say, Oh, I'm a good person. And if, yeah. you know, if something's going to happen to me, like I've lived my life a, a, a good way. And, and it's like, well, you know, you, you keep telling yourself that, you know, um, I don't want to take that chance. Yeah. You know, yeah. I heard a, <laughs> uh, I heard a pastor say one time and what did he He said, you know, you're gambling with eternity is what he talked about. He said, you know what? what if, what if I'm wrong? Well, Hey, if I'm wrong, you know, as a Christian believing in God, believing that everything is, you know, everything is, you know, divinely appointed that there's a creator behind everything. There's fine tuning, all this kind of jazz and such. And if, Hey, if I'm wrong, well, Hey, you know what, if I'm living a true Christian life and I treated people right, I, you know, was kind to people. I did good on while I was on this earth and such. And I hopefully made the world better because I was here, but it's like, but what if you're wrong? And what if you, you know, what if the other person is wrong? It's like, well, you're gambling with eternity is what he talked about. I was like, I always like that, that perspective. I'm like, it's like one person is going to be wrong. And it's like, if, if I'm wrong, well, Hey, great. I, I lived a great life. And if there's nothing after this, we just die. And then that's it. Well then, Hey, you know, I lived a great life, but it's like, I know I'm not. And so it's like, but I think, I think it's just when it comes to, I'm grateful you said that whole part about walking in love because that's what we're called to do. It's like John 13, 34 and 35. It's like Jesus says to his disciples, you will know my people by their love, by their unselfish care and concern for other people. If they don't have love, if they don't have, if they're not characterized by love, they're not my disciples. And I, I think that's where a lot of Unfortunately, a lot of Christians fall, including myself. I mean, I, I, heck, I, I've struggled with this as well. I even struggle with it today, walking in love with people that I don't, I don't agree with. Sure, but it's yeah. like you, we're called and we're compelled. We don't have to agree with you. You know, I don't have to agree with you know with the fact that you like to live your life a certain way or that person likes to live their life that way or whatever. But I'm called to still love them. I don't have to agree with or support their lifestyle, but I also have to make a point of walking in love with them and, you know, being a, a great example where I can, you know, you know, praying for them, obviously. Um, but it's like the Holy Spirit's job is to convict the heart and change people from the inside out. My, my role is just to, you know, to share the gospel and be loving where I can and, and go on from there and such. But I had, I wanted to ask you a question though. Um, I, I was just thinking about it while you were talking a second ago. Are you surprised that you're where you, you are, you are where you are today? 
does it surprise you like given like what you've walked through in your past like you know tragedy and like being an atheist and that sort of thing are you surprised like what you're doing today with battle tests that like we're about to get into and like you know the different the different alignments that you have and like all that kind of stuff does, are you surprised like oh yeah yeah absolutely i mean first of all it's i'm gonna make a joke you know whoever's listening and <laughs> um <laughs> they'll know it's like an inside joke but it's like i'm so blessed i can't see straight you know i mean i'm 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 just i'm loving this season of life i'm loving the the brotherhood the people that i'm getting to do life with and it's like god is just you know he's just like manufacturing this right around me and there's a there's a peace with not having to know what happens next because i know it's in god's hands mm, yeah and uh yeah, but uh, yeah, man, I'm 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 definitely uh, blown away with where things are currently and and also where they're going. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it, just a simple answer is like yes, I um, I do. I guess I want to say this. I always tell people when you start doing God's work, you're always going to find yourself in a place you otherwise wouldn't have been. Mm, yeah. And I feel that so heavily. I yeah. mean, like, you know, last week we were at a, um, an autism awareness 5k down in Waco Yeah, man. Yeah. and cool. we were, you know, had this like mobile ninja course and, you know, seeing the kids light up and, you know, play on that thing. And I remember standing there thinking like, if it weren't for, that turn in my life of turning everything to Jesus. Like I would not be here right now. I don't, right. I have no idea where I would be, but it just yeah. would not be here. Yeah. And, uh, and there's just so much power in that, you yeah. know, in, in, and just being the hands and feet of Christ and, and saying, well, Hey, like I'm, I'm willing to do the work, like make that your prayer. Like God, like use me, use me as your conduit, like yeah. put me where you want me to be and, and let me, you know, be the light. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, I think you just reminded me as you were as you were saying that that verse in Proverbs that says, "Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will succeed." You know, and, and what you just touched on a minute ago when you were referencing Matthew six thirty three, it's like, get to know the Lord. You know, commit your works to the Lord. You know, delight yourself in the Lord and such. Seek first the kingdom and such. And I, I, I like, I love the fact like whenever and what you say is so true, bro. It's like whenever you make a point of not my will, but yours be done. Make a point of seeking first the Lord, making for seeking first his kingdom be like, all right, God, like I'm here on this earth. What's my purpose here? And I'm just going to get to know you. And like, you just reveal that to me and I'm, I'm your guy. Like just show me where to go and I'll go and such. And it's like, the more you get to know God, the more you you're purposeful about growing in that relationship with him. It's not religion. It's a relationship and such. I mean, yeah, we have a way that we're supposed to live our life, but we're also called to, have that intimacy and that relationship with the Lord, you know, not just a list of rules to follow, but actual relationship of where we talk to God, we pray on a daily basis, not just when times are tough and like, Oh God, help me to pass this math test today. Or, Oh God, help me to not to get, you know, this bad thing happen or whatever have you. It's like, no, like have that consistent relationship with him. And whenever we're growing with him, it's just the most fulfilling and the most peaceful um, time in your life. I feel like, um, because it's like, you know that you're walking in his will, you know, you're walking in his way. You're not going to get perfect all the time, but at the same time, you know, that you're, you're being guided, um, by him. And because you're seeking first his kingdom and it's like, all right, God, like here I am, use me, you know, here I, or I think it's Isaiah something. It's like, here I am, Lord, send me, you know, it's like, I want to be used me. by you. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to be used by you. And it's like, whenever you surrender and whenever you give basically give control, give over the reins from, you know, of your life, from you and give it to the Lord. 
it's like whenever he becomes Lord of your life, not just your savior, but also your Lord, it's like, that's whenever it's like, all right, buckle up buttercup. It's like, it's going to get, it's going to get fun. And it's like, that's what Tiffany and I've been experiencing recently too, in our lives. It's awesome. Um, and like with, uh, with like, you know, things happening and with qualified apparel and such that were unexpected and it was a really uncertain for a while, but then God brought the next thing in and it, you know, provided us in a new, a new facility to get into. And then there's uncertainty with that sometimes. And then I know that God's going to provide and such. So it's like, we can never, we just read in like in Matthew, I think it's Matthew. Um, I feel like it's Matthew seven, but maybe it's not. I know it's in Matthew though, but it's like, if God provides for the birds of the air and the birds don't have to worry about where their next meal is going to come from, why are we concerned? You know, God's got us in the palm of his hand and he knows, he knows our cares. He knows our worries and such. So that's why it's so important. Like cast your cares on the Lord, pray without ceasing, you know, delight yourself in the Lord. And it's like, that's ultimately, I feel like that's living the qualified life, bro. It's like, you're, you're becoming the man or woman that God created you to be by seeking first, seeking him first. And then as you delight yourself in him, as you seek him, his desires and his thoughts and his wants for your life become your wants for your own life too. Because you're, as you become, as you seek him, you end up becoming more like him. You know, my, my best friend puts it this way. It's like, if you cut an onion in half and you rub it on yourself, do you get on the onion or does the onion get on you? You know? And so it's <laughs> like, uh, the point is, it's like the more that we do that with God and the more that we, you know, you know, push into him and press into him, it's like the more we end up becoming more like him and such. So anyways, it's just an interesting, you know, transformation that we go through in life. I feel like it is, it absolutely is. And I, you know, the only thing I would add, and I, I love all that is just that, you know, one of the things is like, make sure you're praying for the right things. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I think like very early in my faith, it's like I was praying for like the promotion at work or, you know, and it's like, man, I just, I just keep hearing God say like, think bigger, you know, think mm -hmm. bigger with your prayers. Like, because I, I think, you know, if we're, if we're aiming for eternity, if we're aiming for kingdom, it's like, you know, the real prayers are, are more like God, like replace my thoughts with, with yours. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Use me for your kingdom. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. There's a, a shirt in our line. It says to know him and to make him known. You know, it's like we, that if, and I also heard something recently, I feel like you would appreciate this. It was like, um, it says if all your prayers were answered and only your life was impacted, you're not praying the right prayers, you know? So it's like, <laughs> right. if, if only, sure. like, if only, if all your prayers are answered and, and basically all it is, it's like you get healed of a sickness or uh, your car starts running again, or you you get a promotion at your job, but nothing in the world gets better or nothing in your community gets better, nothing in your family gets better, nothing in your marriage gets better. It's like you're praying the wrong prayer. So but I, I agree, bro. It's like seeking first the kingdom is, is the main thing as well. I agree. That's good stuff. Yeah. But dude, I, so to kind of transition on going forward, I'd love to hear more about like, um, so you, the newest adventure that you um, that you started, it's, how how old is Battle Test? I feel like it's not, it's, is it coming up on a year? Has it been a year already or? It, it's just coming up on a year. Let's go, bro. So tell us about Battle Tested. Like, I feel like that's so appropriate for your story and for your life. And especially, I didn't realize that you were in a military family too. So I love that it has those military roots as well. Um, but like, tell us about Battle Tested, bro. Like, what is it about? What's the name about? And Absolutely. You know, yeah. So, you know, Battle Tested is exactly like what it sounds it's it sounds like it's about people's battles it's about how they've overcome them it's about using some of my own experiences as well as you know some of the people that are close to me and, and to helping them walk through that and um, like the tagline is heroes are made to transform and the bible talks 
immensely about transformation, transforming the mind, transforming the body. And, and I think that a lot of times in, in people's lives, like the trauma, like the trauma is that transformation. Yeah. And I want to help them realize like, how can we take that and, and, and turn it for good? Yeah. hundred percent, bro. I think, I think, uh, the the premise of battle tested i think just like i said a second ago just so, suits you so well and i love how you've taken all the things that you've walked through and created a clothing line out of it created a brand out of it and like i'm super excited to see like what god is going is going to do you know going to do in and through it and such but like what is your what is your ultimate goal with the company man yeah i mean that's a great question and i think like when i get that question sometimes like I, I can only just think of like, why put a ceiling on it? You know, I mean, as long as like we're growing and, um, expanding, like I, I'd love to just be traveling around the U S full time, like speaking into people's lives, helping them. Like, um, but I mean, my goal is, I will say this, like my goal is not to be like, you know, the next, like, nike or under armor or you know it, it's really more of just having the fuel to to reach more and more people right and so yeah i mean i i i can't say exactly like how far we'll we'll be able to take it but i can say i've got some awesome partners at this point involved you know i've got um you know you know justin yeah uh, former ninja warrior you know, I've got Bryson, you know, he's a, a four-time All-American. At one time, he was uh, number six in the world um, for his track and field. And, and so we're, we're starting to talk to athletes and influencers. And it's just an amazing, incredible journey. And it's so much bigger than, um, you know, hopefully no one from my job is listening and if they are that's okay but it's bigger than <laughs> bigger than the day job you know it's 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 like it's the passion project it's like it's why the artist paints it's why the musician plays the music it's um it allows us to connect in, in a, just an amazing way with people and, and share the gospel yeah and i think too it's like you know you mentioned um you know our goal is not to be the next nike or under armor but at the same time it's like if it does turn into that but you know, got to God be the glory because that gives you even more of a platform, more of a, a more of an opportunity to bring it bring it further, and you know, hey, preach the gospel, but also you know, just empower people to transform their lives. Because I mean, that's that's uh, you just you're basically quoting um, Romans twelve two. It's like be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you know, and being transformed by the, from the inside out. But yeah, man, I think it's uh, it's gonna be awesome to see what, like what 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 uh, what 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 elapses over the next several years for you guys. And going forward, one hundred percent. And you know, I also just want to say that I'm I'm inspired by you and what you're doing with Qualified Apparel and our strategic partnership with you and yeah, being able to feed all these families. I mean, like if that's the goal, just to feed as many families as we possibly can that are in need, like that's an awesome goal to have, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, we love it. We, we we love all the stuff that we're doing with uh, Qualified, the Qualified family, and. Um, we're just going to keep on moving forward and keep advancing and keep growing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing, and I'm grateful for the opportunity too, bro. It's been fun to see, to watch your business grow and such. I was actually just telling Tiffany, we we're at the uh, shop the other day and I saw all these screens that are just battle tested screens that we have now <laughs> of different designs that you've got. Oh, like, man, that's awesome, man. Cause it used to just be like one or two that we started off with. And now I forget how many there is like 15 or 20 or something like that, but it's pretty cool. But. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And, and and now we're at, you know, we're parking ourselves at events and yeah. 
having vendor booths out there and it's it's so funny to see you know funny and awesome at the same time to see people's reaction they they see guys out wearing shirts that say like love discipline and they're just like what are y'all doing you know like what <laughs> you know what what is this about and it's just like it's just awesome to get to tell them like that story and and bring people along and we're we're kind of building a culture along the way but yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun and man honestly like I don't even know without people like you that are so dedicated and attention to detail. Like, I don't know that we would be where we are to be honest. You like, know? I'm grateful to be an opportunity to help, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to serve. Yeah. One, one thing I was thinking, I think it goes along the same um, adage as the battle tested kind of mindset and such. Um, I was just going to ask you um, as, as I was uh, thinking about like, what advice would you give to someone who, cause you I mean, Obviously, you went through a difficult, you know, several difficult times, as everyone has, right? No one's immune to difficulties and such. Sure. But like, what would you, what advice would you give to someone who maybe is going through a difficult time or coming out of a difficult time or just realizing that they're going into a difficult time rather? Because, I mean, you, I mean... Without, without, uh, I mean, obviously you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would, I would venture to say like, you know, you, uh, there's a funny movie. It says, uh, you know, it's Adam Sandler's, uh, anger management, Jack, Jack Nicholson and, and Great uh, movie. dude, yeah. so funny. But like, <laughs> I remember there's a part whenever, uh, you know, uh, he's in his, uh, he's in his anger management group and such. And there's that, there's that one, uh, one guy in there. He goes, you know, and I woke up and I was standing over him and I was screaming, I told you not to go there. I told you not to go there. And so whenever Jack Nicholson, you know, he sees that guy say that, he goes, and how do you think you handle that situation? The guy goes, not as well as I could have. And so, <laughs> so my, my, I bring that up as a funny example to say, it's like, obviously we've, you know, I've made bad decisions in my past and such and handled situations differently. Um, and not the best way that I could have. What what advice would you give to someone on how to bet more productively handle negative setbacks or difficult situations in life that would be a way that would empower them versus you know take them down a, a, a wrong path more so? What would you have done differently yourself? That would be a better way to say it. Oh man, if I had I would have done so many things differently. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, no, it's a great question. So uh, the main thing is I would I would say is take care of yourself. Like really take care of yourself. If that means taking time away from, from work, if it means, you know, disconnecting yourself from situations that you know aren't going to be good for you or you're using them as a, an outlet or a, a scapegoat, you know, um, stay clear of those things. Um, but also like the faster you can ditch the mentality that you're alone in your walk, that these things only happen to you, that you've mm -hmm. been dealt this terrible hand in life, yeah. the better. Um, if you're living selfishly, it's, it's like, there's just, it sucks the life out of you. It makes it so hard to feel the little things and to like the joy that comes with just the sunshine. And, you know, when someone tells you your hair looks nice and, you know, all these little things, like they just, you just, you walk around numb because you feel like you've been attacked and in the worst way and that there's no one else that's been through or feeling what you're feeling Right. And, you know, whether you build resentment through that, but I think the answer is to get around other people that are going through it and maybe even worse. There's always somebody that's gone through something worse than you. I mean, I mentioned a guy earlier and, you know, I, I don't know him that well. We've only connected on Instagram, but, you know, this guy lost his, his wife, his brother, his nephew, his son, and his daughter 
the sole survivor of this car accident, you know, was, was his son. And, you know, I'm just so moved by his story because it's like, you know, and I don't, it's not like comparing apples to apples. That's not what it's about, but it really makes you realize like, wow, like I have the power to like still do something and I'm spending that time and that energy to just, just tell people about how bad my story is. Yeah. And so I would just say that would be my advice. The faster you can ditch that mentality, start getting strong, get your body strong, get your mind right, get around people that aren't going to let you just wallow and, and pity you um, and hold you accountable. Yeah. No, 100%. I agree, man. And I think that's that's great advice, too. And it's also after I asked the question, I realized too, it's like sometimes we wouldn't change anything of the past because it also helped make us into the people that we are today as well. You know? And so even though like, I love that answer and there's even things that I would have gone back and changed too of like, you know, the way I treated people or the way I conducted myself or whatever have you. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? Yeah. Benefit of hindsight, like you said, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. but at the same time, it's like, you know, wouldn't really change anything because it made me who I am today. But could I have handled that a little bit better? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, look at people in the Bible. Look at Paul. Yeah. You know, look at uh, some of the transformations yeah, they went through. And, and if it how, hadn't have been that, they wouldn't have been, become the men that they are. How, yeah, how God are, was yeah. able to use them to to really, you know, get get the movement and get, get Jesus out there. And, and, you know, so it's like sometimes these things you go through are what you grow through. Yeah. Amen. And, uh there's a lot of growth, sometimes more growth than you ever asked for. You yeah. know? You're like, man, I'm done. I'm, I'm good with the growing. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, um, right, God, thank yeah. you though. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I'm ready. I'm ready to go out and share the gospel now. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good point, man. I'm grateful you said that because it's like, we, we want God, we want to be used by the Lord, but then we, then we encounter difficulties and we're like, Whoa, hold it. What God, why are you allowing this to happen? But it's like, God allows bad things to happen in our lives so that we can become better. Just like Romans eight twenty eight talks about, it's like, you know, whenever we, you know, whenever we go through difficulties, it's like God is working everything together for our good. It's like, you know, we're, and we're supposed to, you know, like James one talks about kind of all joy when you fall in the various trials, because we know the testing of our, of our testing of us works out in faith and right. But it's like, it just, as you were talking, you reminded me of first um, Peter five, whenever it talked about, uh, what is it? It says, stay, give all your worries. And this is first Peter five, verse seven. I'm just reading out the new living translation. It says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And this is the part I thought of. It says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. And so it's like, every time that we're walking through suffering, it's like, just like you said, you know, we're not alone in what we're walking through. There's always going to be someone who's going to be walking through something similar. And there's always going to be, you know, a difficulty that we're going to walk through. But it's like, if we continue going through it and we continue pressing on, as your shirt says, then it's like, we're going to be able to get through it, not only get through it, but also get to becoming the manner that woman that God created us to be. And it's like, what we're walking through is not a surprise to God. Like we, I feel like we sometimes forget about that. Sometimes it's like that God's all knowing and that we were walking through like, you know, Hey, my dad passed away or my mom, like, you know, my mom, for instance, was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer or, you know, my, my, you know, my, my wife, she lost her grandfather and such like things, crappy things happen, but that's just called life. But it's like, we sometimes forget that. And, and there's all, and there's always not, 
it's not always clear as to why bad things happen. It's not all, the lesson for it and the, the way that God's going to allow it to make us better through it and for him to get the glory through it. It's not always clear in those moments. But it's like if you read the word too, it says in 1 Corinthians that even though we see in part now, eventually we're seeing full. So we might not understand it as to why it happened on this side of eternity, but eventually it will make sense. But if we keep pressing on, we keep focused on the Lord, but Lord, hey, I don't know why this happened. And I know you have the ability to work in this in this in this situation. But even if you don't, I'm still not gonna, you know, change my convictions, just like you know, talks about in Dan in Daniel with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's like God. I know you have the ability to save us, but even if you don't, I'm still not going to change my convictions. And so it's just like keeping your head down, pressing on and realizing that God will work through this situation. He's going to be there with you. He's there with you. He's never left your side. And it's just like continue pressing on. It's like whatever you're walking through, yeah, it might be hard. Yeah, it might be difficult. But at the same time, if you don't quit, provided you don't give up, you're going to become so much stronger, so much more resilient, and your story is going to be able to empower people that need to know that it's possible for them to break through as well. So just keep your head up and keep going. I feel like you want to read something that you have right there. Go ahead. I am. And um, I, I just pulled this up because, you know, and. And just to say, like, before I understood anything about the Bible and, you know, I, this is what I always say, oh, the Bible's written by man. And so therefore, you know, it's just there's just a lot of good stuff in there. But, you know, but but the Bible, you know, says and I believe very strongly today is that, you know, all scripture is inspired and breathed by God. Yeah. You know, um, and so I was going to read this scripture is actually the back of our press on shirt. It's and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. That's First Peter 5.10. Yeah, that's about to say you read the, literally the next verse that I didn't read in that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So it's... it's uh, that's so good, bro. Yeah. I just get, I just get so much from that. And, and I just try to remember like, and we're going to go through things. We're going to go through seasons. Yeah. You know, it's like... I have a small family. My mom means the world to me. You know, I have a hard time sometimes expressing it because her and I have kind of walked through so much together and there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of division and coming back together. And, and, um, but it's like, I know someday that, you know, I'm going to lose her and, you know, I tear up even thinking about that, but it's like, I know only God's going to get me through that time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. I, I think about that too as well because like my dad is 75, 76, I believe. And it's just like my mom is 60, was it? she? I think she'll turn 70 this year. She's 69. She told, she turned 70 this year. And it's like I think about that too. I'm like there's going to be a time whenever they're not going to be here. And that's wild to think about. But at the same time, it's the truth. I mean, obviously, you know, the mortality rate is, at, you know, 100%. You know, we all die at one point. Um, but it's like I agree. It's like having – that's why it's so difficult for me sometimes whenever I think about difficult times in my life of how my faith really empowered me to get through it. Cause I think, I mean, I just quoted that Daniel, Daniel three part about, you know, God, I know you have the ability to do this, but even if you don't, you know, I'm still going to worship you. Like I remember my, when my mom, this is in 2019, whenever my mom walked into my room 
and she goes, uh, Hey, you know, and she tells me, proceeds to tell me that I, you know, she has stage four colon cancer. What she neglected to tell me that same day was, and I didn't learn this until like later last year, she's fine now, hundred percent healed. And she actually turned uh, vegan. Matter of fact, just, to, you know, just to, yeah, dude, all glory to God. Yeah. But she turned vegan to like, um, you know, just to have more, more health, more health and whatnot. And I told her though, my mom, Whenever I come to visit and you cook, you gotta have some meat though. Like I want, <laughs> like I want you to bite the bullet. I want to have some meat. Like I love the veggies and whatnot too, but I want. I Maybe want some like meat. one one day a year, let's have some steak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And so, uh, but but anyways, like I I remember whenever she had came in my room and told me that. And like I said, she neglected to also say that the doctor said that she only had like a month to live and such. So she was basically given a death sentence. And like, wow. I remember that day, I remember, you know, just obviously crying and, you know, just uncontrollably and such. I remember I had to go to work. Um, I was still a personal trainer at the time and I went to work and I got, I got into there. My shift was, you know, I had several minutes before my shift started. I just went to the back and I was still crying, but I had to pull it together because I got to be all energetic and pumped up because I've got to, you know, lead these people through a workout class as, as a hit trainer. And I was just, just in tears, bro. But I remember deciding though, after that class and deciding even before that class started, um, I said, God, like, I know you have the ability to save my mom and heal my mom of cancer, but even if you don't, I'm still, my, my convictions to you, the way I'm living my life doesn't change. And I think what's tragic for a lot of people is like, whenever they, whenever they deal with tragedy, they turn their back on the Lord. And for reasons, I mean, I, that's not, obviously it's not my story. So I, I can't speak to anyone, anyone's you know story with that. But I've, what I've found is, and I, what I love, you know, I've heard a pastor say this recently. He said, I've never heard of anyone going through a difficult time and they turned their back on the Lord and everything got better for them. You know, like they lost their father or they lost a loved one or they went and got in a car a accident. There's a lot of truth in that. It's like yeah. th their life is never, I've never heard of anyone go through a difficulty and they turn their back on God and everything magically got better. But he has heard of people going through and he knows from experience people going through difficult times and they leaned in more. It's like, God, I understand this, bro, but I know that you're good. I know that you're not the author of confusion. I know you've come to give life and have it to the fullest and such. I know the devil is the one. And that's why it's, that's why it's so important for Christians to know the Bible. Mm. That's why it's so important for us to know the word, because if we don't know the word and we don't have our, our firm foundation rooted and grounded in the word, then whenever we face difficulties and we don't know God's character and we don't have a relationship, it's going to be very easy for the enemy to come plant seeds of doubt, plant seeds of, well, if God is so good, why would he do, why would he allow that? If God is so good, this and that, it, it ends up being like the parable of the, of the sower. It's like, we, if we don't sow on the good ground of the word and the good ground of staying in prayer, the good ground of being involved in godly community and the good ground of that sort of thing, well, our, our, our seeds are, you know, is going to land on, 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 on unfertile soil. And it's ultimately the devourer, the enemy is going to come in and allow, and be allowed to wreak havoc in our lives. And so anyways, I just wanted to bring up that point. I just thought it was, I thought it was neat. Like, cause I, I see the parallels in not only my own life, but also in the story that you, you know, of your own life that you've talked about as well. It's like, man, it, press in whenever those difficult times come, man. It's just, it's one of the best ways to get through a, a hard time. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And yeah, the only thing I, I, I would just add too is like, it's amazing to me. And I don't know if you've experienced this as well, how quickly we forget sometimes you know what I mean? Like if we, if I go like one week without getting in the word, yeah. I mean like it's, it's just like, 
how quick I forget like how good that is for my life. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like why would I, yep. why would I do that to myself? You yeah. know? And, and it's just like, but human beings, it's like, we're hardwired to like want what the flesh wants. Yeah. And it doesn't take long of if you're not in the right community, if you're not, you know, if you just say, you know, I'm, I'm going to put this down for a little while and then I'll, I'll come back to it. It's like, there are things that just fall apart in your life in that time. Yeah. And so I've learned that somewhat the hard way, um, especially the more you level up in your faith. And I think you can agree with this, right? It's like, you need more, you need more of yeah. that, that word in your life and you need more time with the Lord and prayer. And, um, otherwise it's like, it's like, we just forget. And the enemy knows that yeah. the enemy knows how, easy it is to just grab somebody that's just slightly fallen out, you know, of the word. So, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I remember a pastor said it one time, it's like the devil, what is it? It's the, um, well, it's also in the Bible. Like he's like, a, just like we just read it. He's like a roaring lion seeking who, who, whom he may devour. But it's like, I remember him, this pastor saying it once before, it's like the, the devil is like a SWAT team. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll try to negotiate with you. And once, once you, the, once the door is cracked a little bit, then they breach the door and they're able to get in just like a flood. Like the enemy comes in like a flood and takes over your mind and such takes over your life, but it doesn't happen. It's a gradual process. It's like you said, it's like, if I don't, you know, it's just one day of not getting in the word, not one, just one day of maybe not going to church and such, and just one day of not praying or whatever have you, then that gradual process becomes a day, becomes a week, becomes a month, becomes, you know, eventually where you don't even recognize yourself anymore. Um, and you've fallen off from your faith and such. And it's like, but the, I love how the Bible talks about, it's like the Lord, you know, the Lord comes and he knocks, he not, I mean, you invite him in and such, but the enemy is like, he wants to get in as much as he can and you know, breach the door and such. But the devil, the Lord, just comes and he knocks and he's like, "Hey, invite me in. I want you to. I want to be in and such." But you have to, like seek me first. You know, seek first the kingdom and everything. But, anyways, no. <laughs> I'm just rambling more so now. No, but. man, it's awesome. It's all good. But but anyways, bro. But dude, it was there. Um, I feel like that's basically everything, bro. I mean, was there anything as we uh, get close to wrapping it up that you uh, that you that we didn't cover that you wanted to add to the to the show? No, I don't think so. I just. Um you know, again, I just, I'm so appreciative of you having me on and getting to kind of reach some of your viewers and get to, you know, hopefully maybe what I shared today was helpful for someone. Um, again, I'm not in, uh, to, uh, shameless plugs, but you know, if anybody wants to ever, you know, reach out to me and, uh, they can certainly do so. I'm, I'm an open book and, um, and that's kind of, you know, what my, my life's mission is, just to find people that are going through battles and to help them walk through it. Well, cool. Well, speaking of you know, plugging and such, where could people find, reach, reach you? Where can people find more about Battle Tested and all that kind of jazz? Yeah. Um, so Battle Tested's uh, handles uh, at Battle Tested Co. C-O. And then, you know, my personal, um, you know, is just at Kevin Ireland. Uh, like the country with no D. There you go. I see you laughing over there. No. Well, I mean, that's, I, I, whenever I first uh, whenever we first met, I was like, okay, his name's, his name's Ireland, but then I realized it was Ireland, like you said, with no D as yeah, well. Yeah. So there you I've go. heard all the jokes, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, never crossed my mind. Okay. Uh, but um, what is it? I was gonna I was gonna ask what, what's uh, what's Battle Tested's website more so. So. Um, the website is, I'm actually changing it to, uh, currently, but it's going to be, uh, battle tested co.com. Okay. Uh, 
And so this will actually motivate me to get that done a little bit quicker. There you go. What is it? <laughs> what is it currently? Uh, Battletested.cc. That's right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Battletestedco.com. Okay, cool, man. I like yeah. that. Well, cool, dude. Well, hey, before we wrap up and I ask you the final two questions, ask every guest on the, on the qualify, I just want to acknowledge you, bro. Like, first of all, I'm super proud of you. Like, I know your father, unfortunately, isn't here to, to see the man that you've become today. But man, I know he's without a doubt proud of the man that you've, you're becoming. And I'm super proud of the man that you're becoming. And I love the fact that you're wanting to you know, live a legacy of helping people transform their lives and helping people realize that, hey, it doesn't matter the battles that you've walked through. Even though you're, you're walking through those battles, you can still share your testimony and she'll be like, hey, I'm battle tested. and I'm able to weather the storm of whatever whatever I've walked through. And God's got a plan and a purpose for the you know for the things that I've gone through and such. So I'm super proud of the man you're becoming and I'm elated for the opportunity to see like what uh, what God has in store for your life going forward, man. So keep it up. It's good stuff. Thank you so much, Ryan. And you know, I appreciate you saying that. You've been just an awesome friend and seeing your your life develop and your relationship with Tiffany, you guys are amazing, and I'm just excited for the future. Absolutely, man. Likewise, for sure. Well, dude, um, two questions to ask every guest on the qualified um, before we wrap it up, and then we'll, we'll, we'll skedaddle out of here. First question, man, is how does someone chase their potential to become the person they were created to become? How does a person chase their potential? So I think that, you know, this kind of goes back to the, the we over me. Um, I think that you have to it's it's a part of maturing and realizing first of all like this thing that you're you're chasing after right if it's how how does it make the world a better place you know and i think if you can take your talents and your passions and you can contribute to making the the world a better place of course as a christian you know i to me that means going forth and and spreading the gospel and the good news of jesus christ but uh but i think you got to take yourself out of the equation completely yeah. And I think you just have to go after, um, you know, what we, we like to call purpose. Mm. Yeah. I like that, man. That's yeah. good. What, um, last question, man, what is living a life that makes a positive impact look like for you? Living a life that makes a positive impact to me. So one thing that I always say, and, and I think, you know, probably common knowledge is that the only thing that that we'll have when we're gone is our legacy. And mm. I think that to me, it's, it's how you treat other people. And I think it's the only thing we're going to be remembered for, mm. you know, no one's going to remember me for all the cool stuff I bought while I was here. They're going to remember how I positively impacted their lives. And so to me, I think you can, it's good to want to do really great things, but start, start by, you know, when you're out at dinner, like, how can I pray for you? You know, that's something that, uh, you know, Justin, you know, we talked about earlier. That's something I've, I always see him do. And, and I, I think that one life at a time is the answer. Yeah. That's good stuff, bro. I like that answer, but I've never heard that one before. That's good stuff. Well, bro, this has been awesome, man. Kevin, thanks for coming on the podcast. And, um, Y'all, that is the episode, man. So, y'all, thank you so much for listening. If you, um, like I said, man, share out the show if you enjoyed it. If it, if it spoke to you today, if it challenged you or anything like that, share it out. And, um, yeah, man, dude, Kevin, thanks for coming out on the show, bro. I appreciate you. And, um, yeah, thanks for coming out, dude. Yeah, it's been awesome.
Hey, what's going on, Qualified Family? Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I trust you enjoyed the message. You know, with the Qualified brand, our mission is to empower you to chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. You know, ultimately the life that you are qualified to live. You know, but it's not about just being qualified on our own. It's about the fact that God has created us with innate value and divine purpose to live for something bigger than ourselves. You know, a life ultimately that is fulfilling and brings glory and honor to Him. You know, so whether you've never had the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life, or maybe you were like me, you know, and you fell away, kind of did your own, kind of fell away from your faith and kind of did your own thing, I want to encourage you with this. And that is that Jesus still loves you and wants, desires a relationship with you so badly as well. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter how many times you've messed up. It doesn't matter how messed up your past is. It doesn't matter how many times you've missed the mark. It doesn't how many times you you know thought you're going to go one way and you went the other way as well. Your purpose still stands. Not only that, regardless of your past, the love of Christ for you still stands as well. You know, and that's the amazing thing, dude. I, I mean, I've made a point of sharing how crazy my past has been and how many times I messed up. And here's the thing. God is the God of second chances. And not only second, but third, fourth, fifth, infinitely amount of chances, man. He just wants that relationship with you. So would you pray this prayer with me? Just repeat the following. Just say, Father God, thank you for the amazing work your son Jesus did. By dying on the cross and raising again. Forever making me righteous, complete, and free from the power of sin. I confess that Jesus is Lord of my life, repent of and ask forgiveness for my sins, and fully surrender my life to you. Use me to make your kingdom great. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, first of all, I am so dang excited for the decision that you just made. And I got to tell you this as well. It says in Luke 15, verse 10 in the Amplified Translation that there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So what does that mean to right now? There's a dang party going on in heaven, bro. <laughs> like everyone's going crazy. They're like, hey. This girl, this guy just gave their life to Christ and made the best decision of their life. So seriously, I'm super happy for you and excited for that decision you made. So two things. Number one, I got to tell you, you got to recommend that you need to get a Bible and start reading the New Testament, reading about the life of Christ as well. So whether you download the Bible app off the iTunes store or, you know, for Android, and start reading it there or you know definitely recommend either the amplified translation or the new living translation or even the new king james as translation as well or if you get a, a physical bible as well and start reading that's great but just make sure you start reading and you know reading the new testament learn about the life of christ and go from there and start growing that in that relationship and spending time with him second of all there's a special page that I made specifically for this as well on Qualified Pro's website. That link for that is down below in the description. And it just takes you to some resources that I highly recommend that you get. Books that I've read, um, with the exception of one, there's one called, uh, what is it, Disciplines of a Godly Woman. Clearly haven't read that one. But <laughs> I, uh, I, the other ones I highly recommend, and they're super powerful. This, some great resources that will help you grow, help you improve, and just go deeper in your relationship with Christ as well. So, dude, so happy for you. And if you need anything, definitely feel free to reach out. Uh, the qualified podcast at gmail.com. Happy to answer any questions that you have. Y'all, 
Have an amazing day. Until next time, chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. We'll talk to you soon.